Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. What a weird time we're living in. Hey, what a strange, strange time. As I was travelling over, I was listening to the radio and listening to the reports from the Ukraine and you just find yourself praying and crying out, you know, just thinking that Andre is supposed to be here this weekend and just our connections, our relationships that we've got with friends there. And then they started talking about Krakow. Now, Krakow is in, in um, Poland. It's a city I know quite well. I've got some friends there. They've got three Ukrainian families living in their house right now. And as I'm listening, there's a reporter in the main square in Krakow. And the main square, you've got the sort of the station. They've got this beautiful square, which wasn't bombed in the war because Hitler said it was so beautiful, we won't destroy that. And so it wasn't destroyed. And then above the train station, you've got like a a big shopping centre. It's like this Trafford shopping centre right on top of the, the train station. And there's a reporter there. And he's saying this, he's talking about the thousands of Ukrainian refugees coming into the city. He's talking about the Polish people who are there taking them into their homes. And then he's saying, but it's really surreal here right now because the shops are open and people are coming doing their shopping. And he says, and over there there's a British hen party and a British stag party. He says, it is the weirdest situation. Thousands of refugees... And life is still going on as if nothing is happening. And I heard that and I just thought, what a weird world we are living in right now. What a weird season. What a weird time. And what I want to bring today is something that hopefully will give you some context of what is going on and some encouragement and some faith that actually something amazing is still going on. And in this... During COVID, something very strange happened for us in Wales. And this was what happened. Two years ago, like you, we all watched the Downing Street announcement. As Boris came forward, you know, it was always very funny, isn't it? They all come out breaking all the COVID rules. Did you ever notice that? They all come out sort of bumping into each other and then get, no, one day they all got it. They came forward and they made the announcement and we all watched it. We're in lockdown. We're in lockdown. We can go for an hour's walk. Right, we've got everything planned. Right, quick, get food, get food. We had friends in Swansea who heard the announcement. They knew their wedding was planned in four weeks' time, so they made the decision we're getting married tonight. (laughs) And they rang around and were able to get married at half past 11 on the night, half an hour before it was illegal to get married. So they could at least go into lockdown together. It was kind of like, they, they, it was just chaos. People, it's coming. And then the next day, the first minister of Wales, Mark Drayford, came forward and made a little announcement. Said, oh, we're in lockdown as well. And everyone said, oh, bless him. <laughs> oh, it's lovely there. Hey, is he wanting to do, it's nice. All watching the Downing Street announcements. And then bit by bit, something began to happen. We started realising, and for some of you, you would think this is a wonderful moment, what Boris Johnson was saying was utterly insignificant for us. Actually, he had no authority in our situation. 
So when he's saying, you've got to do this, got to do this, got to do this, in Wales, it was irrelevant. We had to find out what the first minister was saying. And do you know what? It, you did have to find out. Because the media kept telling us, this is the rules, these are the rules, these are the rules, these are the rules, these are the rules. And then you had to go, now what actually has the first minister said? So much so that last Sunday was the first Sunday in Wales, you didn't need to wear a mask in a service. If you'd been two weeks earlier, you'd all be wearing masks right now. We've only just stopped wearing masks in service. You still have to wear them in shops. We're under different rules, different authority. It just took us a while to realise it. And there were moments where we realised it because my daughter was getting married and we suddenly found out in Wales, the first minister had decided that wedding receptions were going to be delayed a week. So we had everything planned. We were having the wedding, 30 guests in the church, and then we were going to a bar, my friend's barn just up the road, and we were doing the reception, and then we suddenly discovered that was illegal. But it wasn't illegal to have one in England. <laughs> so I, at the last minute, suddenly said, well, we could have a wedding reception in England. I rang round all these wedding places, saying, any chance you could open up for us? No, no, we're muffled. Oh, well, actually, you don't need to do anything. Just give us a key. And we found somewhere in Gloucester. So they got married in Pontypris, and then all of us went over to, to Gloucester. It was brilliant. I loved it. Because we were under different rules. And what I want to talk to today is we are under different authority. And actually, we need to understand the big story of God's authority so that we can actually live in it. Which sometimes means you've got to go searching, find out, actually, what is the authority I'm under? Because the world is telling you something different. And it all comes from Matthew. And Jesus comes to his disciples and gives them the Great Commission. Now, we so often focus on the go, the go, the go. And, you know, that is great. But actually, the first part is fairly significant. And that is, Jesus comes to his disciples on the Mount of Olives and says... All authority in heaven and on earth and under the earth is mine. Go, therefore, and make disciples. Now, the context of this is Jesus has obviously lived 33 years. He's just died. He's just resurrected. He's then been with the disciples for 40 days and taught them the kingdom of God. 40 days on the kingdom of God. And then, on the back of that, he then says, all authority is mine. Now, I often looked at that and thought, oh, do you know what? I think this is Jesus saying, the authority that I had in eternity, or the authority I had when I laid down my majesty and came down as a man and lived amongst you, I'd now re-picked up that authority. Actually, it's much more than that. When Jesus says all authority, you're right. <laughs> well, when Jesus says all authority is mine, he's actually saying, I have won an authority. I have won authority. So I want to take you on a bit of a story. I want to take you back to the Garden of Eden. I want to take you back to creation. And when God creates, have you ever noticed, when God speaks creation into being, he blesses it. God's authority is creative and blessing. It's just he creates, he blesses it. He creates the trees. Be fruitful. 
Blesses the animals. Be fruitful. Multiply. He blesses. He blesses. He blesses. He blesses. His authority blesses. And then he creates humanity. Now, he doesn't speak humanity into being. He breathes his life into humanity. We are the pinnacle of God's creation. We are the best. If you ever think, I'm trying you know, to think a bit lowly of myself, you're the best God created. You're the pinnacle of his creation. He absolutely adores you. You're the pinnacle. Humanity was created in the image of God. And then the blessing that's brought over us is go forth and multiply and rule. We're given authority. In fact, humanity was created to carry the authority of God and his rulership into all of creation. That's what we were created for. We were created to share with God's authority. And his authority is blessing, growth, creative, and do you know what's lovely? Liberating. It's a liberating authority. That's what we were created to do. And so in, in Eden, you've got Adam and Eve carrying this blessing, carrying this authority, carrying this anointing. And an angel sees it. And an angel says, I want that authority. It's a fallen angel. Satan. Satan enters the Garden of Eden as a serpent. Goes up to Adam and Eve and says, did God really say? (laughs) Did God really say? Did he really say? Did he really want you to carry this authority? Go on, take the fruit. And so that moment when the fruit is taken from the tree that they're told not to eat of, so much happens. We so often talk about that when sin entered the world. Actually, the dramatic nature of it is so big. That moment they take that, they receive a curse rather than a blessing. This authority they just handed over to Satan brings a curse rather than blessing. It changes absolutely everything. Sin comes into the world. And what happens is humanity takes the authority that God gave us and says, Satan, do you want this? Here, take this authority. Take the rulership of the world. We we hand it over to you. And so Satan takes it. Says, thank you very much. That's what I wanted. You know, he kind of like, and takes it. And actually, at that moment in time, we see in Hebrews, we see in Psalms, the whole of creation order changes. Everything changes. Suddenly it goes from God, humanity, and angels, and it changes to God, angels, humanity. It says we were made lower than the angels. We were made lower than the angels. We, who were made to rule with God, have handed that authority over to Satan. God never gave Satan any authority. He didn't give him authority. Humanity did. And it's oppressive. And it's destructive. And here's the good news. God never changes his plans. God wasn't taken by surprise. God always had a plan. Humanity will carry my authority. There will be a people on earth who will carry my authority, 
who will see my kingdom come, who will submit to me and will do my will. There will be a people who do that. And so it says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed buried deep into the ground. Well, actually, it's even more smaller. It's a seed in a woman's womb. Mary becomes pregnant with Jesus. Do you ever think this is incredible? You know, we just worship breaking bread and worship Jesus. Don't you think how incredible our saviour is? That he who spoke the world into being knew one day I'm going to go and be lower than the angels. Those angels are worshipping me right now. One day I'm going to go into that creation, be part of creation and be lower than the angels. (laughs) No wonder the angels are confused at Christmas. You know, there they are. Holy, holy. Where's he going? What's he doing down there? What's he doing underneath us? What's happened? This is why God's plan was always this. And so Jesus comes, fulfills the law, fulfills the curse, lives a perfect life because he's 100% God and 100% man. He lives this perfect life, the new creation here on earth. And then... At the start of his ministry, he's done no miracles, nothing, up to this point where he comes to be baptised by John the Baptist. And when he comes to be baptised by John, John baptises him and the Spirit of God comes on Jesus. And the Father looks down from heaven and says, oh, there's my boy. He didn't realise how Welsh the Father was. He, oh, my boy. Oh, look at him, I love him. Oh, he's grand, isn't he? And he comes, he went even northern there. And so he's looking. He looks and he's just saying, that's my, that's my son. And Jesus is given authority to bring in the new kingdom, to bring in God's kingdom. Authority is given. And what then happens? Jesus is taken out into the wilderness. He's taken by the Spirit and he fasts for 40 days. New authority on him. This is a new creation. This is a new thing. Is it any surprise... Satan turns up. Is there any surprise that Satan turns up and thinks, got that other authority? I quite fancy this one too. I'm going to take this authority. And so he comes to Jesus and he thought, well, I've got the last lot with some food. And this one's hungry. I reckon, let's start with, hey, turn the rocks into bread. Go on, you're hungry, turn the rocks into bread. And Jesus says, it is written. Man is not to live on bread alone, but on every word of the word of God. Oh, okay. So he takes Jesus, puts him on the temple and says, throw yourself up here and your father will send the angels to come and rescue you. Jesus says, it is written. Do not test the Lord your God. And then, Satan offers Jesus the very thing Jesus came for. Because we had given, all of the, given the authority of the world to Satan, he was able to say to Jesus, what about all the kingdoms of the world? All those kingdoms, look, all the kingdoms, all the kingdoms, right through time, Putin's kingdom, everything, look, you can have it. Just submit to me. Jesus says, depart from me, Satan. Leave me alone. Do you know what? That is a return to the Garden of Eden. 
That is a complete return to what happened to Adam and Eve in the temptations of Christ is actually a return to the Garden of Eden. But this time, the one who carries authority says, oh, it's authority, says, no. I am not going to hand this over to you. I am not going to submit to you. I am not going to give you my authority. I'm keeping it. (laughs) At that point, Satan says, I've got to destroy him. Little knowing that the destruction of Jesus meant eternity kiss time and all of us get to enter into it. (laughs) What we just celebrated, the death and resurrection of Christ, the body broken for us, the, the blood shed for us. Suddenly it's like, it's good news. We can now come under the authority of Jesus. And this authority is liberating. This authority is beautiful. This authority changes everything, which is why Paul says, I am a slave to Christ. You're no longer a slave to sin. You're now a slave to Christ. Why? Because you're now under the authority of Jesus. You're not under the authority of the world. You're not under the authority of Satan. Now, because of what Jesus has done, you're with him. And do you know what? It replaces creation order again. (laughs) So suddenly, Jesus is again above the angelic. Everything goes back to how God created it to be. And then, there's blessing. Because then Jesus says, all authority is mine. Go therefore. Make disciples. Baptise them. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded. Go forth and multiply! That's why it's so exciting when you hear, you know, about the Spanish speakers. Yes, go forth and multiply. Why? Because we're under the authority of Jesus. We're under the blessing of God. So we can see this happening now. It's a place of multiplication. We're under the blessing of Jesus. The trouble is, the world's blooming loud. (laughs) And it really does keep shouting, you're not really, that authority doesn't mean anything. Church is insignificant. Rubbish. Come on, come back under our authority. And so often we, Sam and myself heard a woman speaking recently, and she was interesting. But there was a moment where she used an interesting comment. She said, the church so often tries to align itself with people who make the rules and regulations into our world. And then she said, where do we get the idea that the law can change, bring righteousness? Where do we get the idea that laws bring righteousness? The Bible's quite clear. It doesn't. The law's good, but it just makes us realise we've fallen short of the glory of God. Actually, the only way society can be changed is we have a church who wake up again to the authority of Jesus. Are people who wake up and realise, do you know what? He won this for me. I'm under his authority. So whatever's going on in the world... I'm under his authority. God's story is completely different to the world's story. You know, if you look on, this moment on the Mount of Olives when Jesus commissions and tells his disciples, go, he then tells them, go and wait in the upper room, and they go back to the upper room. I I talked on this last time, they go back to the upper room, and they wait. And the world goes on. Pharisees walking around saying, do you know what, I think we've got over that Jesus thing. We've not heard about him for a while. I think he's gone quiet. Good, isn't it? And the world goes on. Roman soldiers making rules and regulations. The world goes on. And then the Spirit comes on those who know the authority of God. And nothing is the same again. God's story, the world's story, 
one lasts for eternity, one ends. It's just this one is very loud. And so we do live with attention. We can hear the story. God's got authority. We are living now under the authority of Jesus Christ. We're not under the authority of Satan. We're no longer in Adam. We're now in Christ. Everything has changed because of what he's done, because of what he's won, because of his faithfulness. But it doesn't feel like it. (laughs) But then we read in Hebrews 2. One of the things in lockdown I discovered is I needed glasses. Not because of my eyesight. This is really weird. I went to the opticians and uh, I went in and said, I'm getting real headaches and struggling to read. They said, oh, yeah, yeah, you're getting, you know, we'll sort that out. And they did all the tests and came back and said, we find nothing wrong with your eyes except for one thing. They said, you've got supernatural peripheral vision. Oh, you are, I'm a superhero. They said, actually... It's a really rubbish superhero thing to have. I can see danger coming. I just can't do anything about it. It's like, but actually, they said your, your view here is as clear as it is here. So all the time you're taking in all this information and you're finding it really hard to focus. What is really scary is when you realise God's created you in a way that actually is you. And so actually that is who I am. I'm almost a prophetically and who I am in personality. Take everything in. It's sometimes hard to focus And so suddenly I have to wear these glasses. They're like blinkers for a horse. (laughs) But it says this in Hebrews 2. Now, in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside of his control. At present, we do not see everything subject to him, but we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honour, because of his suffering and death, so the grace of God might taste death for everyone. Be- this is so stunning. Were you, were you going to preach on that? <laughs> it's so stunning. At the moment, we can know Jesus has all authority, but it might not feel like it, because the world declares something different. Just like in in Wales, the media kept declaring what the rules and regulations were, but they were irrelevant to us because we were under a different authority. So for you today, you are under a different authority, but you need to look to find Jesus. You need to say, God, I want to know your authority. I want to see your kingdom come. I want to get away from the noise of what the world is telling me and find exactly who you are and what you've got for me. And that's why it's so wonderful to study the Word. That's why it's so wonderful to have the Spirit. Because it keeps revealing Jesus. We reveal Jesus to one another. It was so good being part of a church. You turn up and people reveal Jesus to one another. People's views, people's prayers, people's lives. You think, gosh, it's good. This morning, those prophetic words, you think, oh, I love this. It's revealing Jesus. The worship, it's revealing Jesus. Conversations, it's revealing Jesus. We need to keep reminding ourselves we're under his authority. And his authority is liberating. And what's interesting, a liberating authority doesn't oppress. And you can tell when you're back under human authority because you start feeling oppressed. Oppression comes in, sneaks in. But all the time you're under Jesus' authority, you're liberated. You're liberated to worship him, liberated to live for him, liberated to just say, I'm his.
So when Jesus says, all authority is mine, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, I love it as a Welshman because I can't exaggerate it. You know? I could talk about the rugby last night and I could tell you how close Wales really were to winning. And if it hadn't been for the English ref, we should have won. I can tell you with passion and with bias and totally exaggerate the whole thing. But when it comes to the authority of Jesus, the more I exaggerate, the closer to the truth I get. His authority is overall. And this weekend, when you hear the news of the Ukraine, when you hear things, you say, it's scary, yes. But you know what? Putin hasn't got the authority. Jesus has. Amen. When you face situations at work, you're thinking, oh, what do I do, what do I do? Remember, Jesus has all authority. When you're looking to pioneer and plant a church and it's hard work, you're thinking, are we ever going to make a dis- difference here? Jesus has all authority. And with it comes the blessing of God. And his blessing is this. Go forth and multiply and rule. <laughs> Come and join with a Godhead in the authority we've given. Now, we know that doesn't fully come till the return of Jesus. We know that isn't fully here till we are with him in eternity. But right now, we can pray with Jesus, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We can pray that because he says, I've got all authority. I've got all authority. I've won it. I went back into the Garden of Eden. I won it. I didn't hand it over to Satan. I kept it and I submit it to my Father. And because of that, he then ascends into heaven having completed his task. And core, you know, I always think that. We talk about Palm Sunday. We talk about his death. We don't talk enough about his ascension. That must have been quite amazing up on the Mount of Olives. They're standing there and suddenly thinking, is it me or is Jesus getting taller? Oh, better not look. You know, as he goes up. The angels even have to say, can you stop looking? (laughs) Some decency here. And he goes up. Ascends into heaven. All authority. And then what's he do? He walks into heaven and he sits at the right hand of the Father, the seat of all authority. He sits down and it is done. The enemy knows he's defeated. The enemy is still causing chaos and trying to make a noise, but he knows where the authority is now. And that authority was not handed to him. He couldn't take it. He's still got the authority that humanity gave him, but he knows there's a way out of that as well. Everyone who declares Jesus is Lord is no longer in Adam, is now in Christ. We step from an oppressive authority into a liberating authority. And that is the greatest news that humanity has ever heard. Utterly, utterly life-changing. So why are you passionate about the church? Because it's a hope. It's the bride of Christ. It's making a place where his kingdom can advance. It's a place where lives are transformed. It's a place where Jesus' authority has been demonstrated right now on earth. In Manchester, you are demonstrating the authority of Jesus. 
Every time you say no to something that you know you should say no to, you're demonstrating the authority of Jesus. Every time you say yes to something that you know you should say yes to, you're demonstrating the authority of Jesus. Every time you bring whatever gift of God has given you, you're demonstrating the, the authority of Jesus. Every time you say, we're going to keep pioneering, we're going to keep going for it, you're demonstrating the authority of Jesus. Jesus says, all authority is mine, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. It's done. It's changed. Now, it means we can pray into situations in the world and say, God, let your kingdom come. We can pray and know it can change things because he has all authority. And we live with the tension, like the early church did. Stephen, knowing he has all authority, but stoned to death, but then sees Jesus standing and welcoming him into heaven. What an amazing God we worship. Can we stand, please? Mm. Just uh, where you are, if you know at the moment... Actually, if you ever just shut their eyes, just, just if you know actually at the moment you're battling real anxiety, real anxiety about everything that's going on. Every time you hear the news, every time you, it's really just affecting you. Anxiety about the future, anxiety about what's going on. So actually, just, just raise your hand. So everyone shut their eyes, just raise your hand. So actually, I am really battling anxiety right now, real fear. Jesus would come to you right now and say, all authority is mine. And you are under that authority. You (laughs) You are part of my kingdom. Do not fear. Do not threat. Do not be anxious. For I am still God. And I've won that authority for you. And the authority back in this world... Only I can end it. (laughs) Only I've got the button that can end it. Lord, I pray right now, this weekend, just remind us again and again about that beautiful story of salvation, that beautiful story of creation, that beautiful story of your blessing and your authority. And let us live in the good of it so we can see your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. In your name. Amen.